Tales from the Tap. My name is Frankie, and this is my co-host. Stan the Man. We are excited to give you some updates into the early parts of MKM for the constructed formats. But before we do, Stan, how's pre-release? Oh, pre-release was actually really fun. Um, Carl of Manor, awesome set. Had a really good time. Uh, actually, I was, I was just telling you how, unfortunately, we had a, an incident of theft at the store this week. It is what it is. Nobody was hurt. Everybody's safe. Got the guy. Less important than magic. Yeah, it was Pokemon, so <laughs> I didn't lose that many singles. <laughs> Anyways, we caught the guy. It all worked out. Everybody was safe. But um, I was literally like, wow, that was like my favorite previous weekend of running the shop so far. I had such a good time that Monday when that happened, it was like killed my mood for it. But this whole week was so good. And then the flashback, uh, two-headed giant we did. A couple days ago, or actually last night, we did another two-headed giant with uh, more sealed for Karlov Manor, and everybody was just talking about how much the set was so fun, having a good time. I I don't know if you saw on Discord for the store. We have shout out to our Discord, but I played a match for my first trophy in Karlov Manor, and I just really love this limited format. Uh, I know I say that for like the last three sets, but like this one is probably my favorite, actually. Well, in Lost Caverns, I'm sorry, it wasn't it. I liked it, but I can understand why people didn't. I actually struggled with it, but I enjoyed the struggle. Um, but yeah, Karlov Manor, I'm playing for my first trophy. I'm in game seven. I'm two L's because uh, sometimes I play at the store, and uh, if I have to get up, you know, sometimes I don't get back in time, and that's, it is what it is. But he's roping people is what he's saying. I'm accidentally roping people. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I try to get back as fast as possible, I swear. Anyways, um, I'm in game seven effectively and i am kind of like crushing this guy he has like a really bad blue black do nothing deck so i'm like oh like my board state is nasty i can't remember the names of all the cards anymore but i have like this black white four drop that's like if you get two or less power you drain for one i have two of those guys i don't know the name of the card but the card's nutty i'm and just draining like five or i have six to give them like two haunches and oh, like haunch? half of my wins were like crack a haunch drain you drain you like after i get it back with the flat face guy oh uh, uh the muffle nuzzler yeah and then i'm just like get it back crack it again drain you drain you and uh also the haunch makes it a four four flyer it's so gross if you don't even get the payoff of like lifelink death touch all my guys for seven mana but um my deck was so cracked i'm playing against this guy he has two outrageous robberies two I was so mad. I literally instantly started posting the Discord like, I'm about to lose the Outrageous Robbery. This guy's playing my own cards against me. I grinded back the value of Outrageous Robbery for five. He's playing my own spells. I grinded him past that, beat my own deck, plays the second one for eight. I'm like, what is going on? And, and I'm like, I'm livid. I'm so mad. And then I remember, oh, wait, I'm not going to mill out. I have a living conundrum. <laughs> So my 2-5 Hexproof guy very quickly turns into a 10-10, which is not actually good enough because this guy had two Coerce, the uh, Coerce the Witness, I believe it's called, where it's like oh, a 5-mana. Yeah, the black, yeah. Uh, blue, like, like take your guy, guy make it a 1-1 yeah. with that touch. Yeah, so luckily yeah. for me, I had uh, the removal spell that's kill a 4-power or an enchantment or artifact, uh, make your move or something like that. Um... So the first time he coerced my four, four, four drop guy, we're talking about the drain for one. I'm like, no, give it back. You're going to die. 
And then later on, I'm like, okay, I got this living conundrum. I'm attacking every turn. He's running out of thopters. He had a guy that was, um, it's a four mana blue uncommon. Whenever you collect evidence, you make a thopter. Yes. Very, very powerful card. I have the same guy in my deck too, because I think I had like a, de- a, de- a detective thing going on. So good. Um, but I'm grinding through these one ones, right? And then he gets the second one, steals my guy again. I'm like, oh, now you have flying death touch. Now I can never attack you. Now this game that was going to end, it's going to go to basically time. And he had like six deduces in his deck. So it turned out that the guy just milled himself out. And that's how I got my seventh win. I was like, what a format. But it was so fun. I was like literally at the store, like six people here. I'm like, stop talking to me. I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> I'm like doing the R. Kelly thing. I'm like, yeah. I'm fighting for my effing life, man. And <laughs> it was so fun. I had like people watching me behind the counter and just like, just come watch. Just come watch. This is crazy. This is crazy. You'll never believe it. Oh, man. And that's how I got my first trophy. And that was literally like uh, yesterday uh, as soon as the store opened, like at like two, two or three o'clock. So sure. much fun. <laughs> yeah i i also can say that i've really enjoyed uh the set too yeah I just really had a good time i've already in my first week i didn't get to really do pre-release mm-hmm. like i got to do r2h yeah, yeah r2h but that doesn't feel like real magic sometimes sure sure you know, well r2h is such a different game but it's right, so it fun feels, yeah it's so fun but it feels like a different game because like the cards that are bad but like say each opponent like go way better in value yeah and there's no, like, way to play Two-Headed Giant online. Mm. It's, like, only an in-person thing. Yeah. And it's not a good way for testing or limited. It's, it's honestly kind of like Bug House and Chess. It's, like, the it's the purest form of, hey, man, we're literally just playing for fun. But it's such a good time because, like, the people that play Two-Headed Giant, I mean, we have a lot of Two-Headed Giant players here, but we have a pretty big community. So we're lucky, honestly blessed, that everybody that comes to Two-Headed Giant, like, very rarely does anybody get salty. We're all like, man, that was awesome. Uh, really good plays. Nice deck. You can share your card pool. So right. the setbacks of like feeling bad that your card pool was um, bad isn't really there when you can open 12 packs. It just feels so good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I agree. It was fun playing R2HG. But at the same time, because you've been so busy, you didn't really get to play as much in person. Yeah, right. But it's you've got two trophies me. online, right? Yeah, yeah I've gotten, gotten two trophies online so far. so far. I just grind, like, oh, like, at the end of my day, I, like, I'm like, building decks, or, like, while I'm, like, at my job, like, taking phone calls, like, oh, yeah, you know, tell me more about your business and your information while I'm, like, trying to play Arena on my phone at the same time. <laughs> That's um, funny. So... That's, That's where I get my games in, is, like, after work and stuff like that. And I've had... Well, actually, both my trophies were with Tesa. Oh, nice. And I've had three Tesas in actually, my, like, nine drafts. It's, like, every third draft, I get Tesa again. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was a red-black list that had Cranko. Yeah, I saw you your post. Ar- artifacts. Like, you were also getting, like, getting, all the getting guys. artifacts from Tesa at your end step. So you're just making tons of mana, putting counters on your goblins. It was It was crazy. And then the other one was a list that you would have really liked because I know how much you like the new Kaya. Yeah. And I got Kaya and Tesa, and it was like a blue-white detectives list that was really clean, but then just splashed those two. And I ended up getting a shadowy backstreet and the under, whatever the blue-black surveil land is. I got both of those. Uh, under my- city sewers, I want to say. Yeah, sewers, rivers. Yeah. Something blue-black. Wet black stuff. Y- yes. Yes. That... I ended up getting both those lands in that pool. So, like, splashing was easy. 
And Escape Tunnel is really good too. True. Wait, that I actually like crazy. the color fixing in this format uh, quite a bit. I've been splashing off colors, not unhappily, you know what I mean? Um, one of my favorite ones is the land where you have like tap a land or type an artifact. And because there's so many equipment I actually want in this set, sure. because almost all of them draw you a card. And have you done lead? Have you played with lead pipe yet? Lead pipe is crazy. Oh my gosh. I was like, the one damage every time something blocks yeah. or dies or whatever. Yeah. I was like, lead pipe is crazy. I still think crazy. Haunch is my favorite, but lead pipe draws a card. Yeah. Like, lead pipe is, uh, it, lead pipe is probably the best equipment in the set, but. I feel like Haunch is in the better color. Um, and it just lends itself so well to like the turnaround. Oh, you had a better border state than me and you had more life than me and not anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was just the only thing I would have wanted out of Haunch more. I mean, the card's good, but I would have wanted it to be a clue as well so that like you could also have the option to like draw a card and yeah. make dudes instead of gaining the three life. Right. I mean, it makes sense why it's a food, obviously, but right. yeah, it, it does uh, It does suck sometimes that you can't draw a card with it. However, plus two power, trade it whenever you want. The synergy with that uncommon snuffler, is, it's just insane. So, like, I never really feel bad about taking the uh, equipments, but the equipments lend themselves really well to turn one haunch, turn one wrench, whatever, turn two, play this tap land, or whenever, tap the artifact instead of tapping a land, so I can still play a one drop or whatever really kind of nice yeah and it feels like the white equipment and the black equipment are the superior ones oh yeah like lead pipe doing the damage and wrench being like um i have vigilance and i'm tapping your stuff down mm -hmm. whereas like knife is like first strike yeah or like the blue one the candlestick is yeah. like surveilling which are both good well but... rope is like what reach i want to say yeah which is cool, but, like, you're not getting the synergy from the black-white. And in green, you're like, I either want to play monsters or flip. And so, what's the point of the rope at this point? Yeah. Um, the reach is, I guess, okay. The thing that they are all good for, obviously, is that you can just equip them to any disguise guy. And yeah. now they're automatically better than all the other disguisers. Um, that's where I do, that's kind of where I do, like, knife and rope more. If you're fighting that, oh, we both only have two twos with ward battle, the rope, I think it's plus one, plus two. So you're never losing your guy. Yeah. And then the first strike is like, okay, I'm not losing my guy. So that's kind of like, I guess, where the balance comes from. Sure. But Haunch and Lead Pipe, just, yeah, I totally agree. In their colors, all the synergy, and you kind of just want to beat down. I mean, if the guy's a suspect, now they have to block with two guys? Uh, nah. <laughs> yeah, it it's been a fun set. I've really enjoyed it, and it feels like very synergistic. Like the all the creatures that have two power stuff, it just feels really good. like I agree. there's so much that was built around it and built intentionally. And I feel like Wizards specifically, again, this is me speculating, but I feel like because of play boosters and like they're already like people are watching them because this is a change and is it yeah they're idea? under the microscope because they made a big decision yeah they made a big decision so i think that with that in mind they made sure to make this set really great yeah and, and if that was their so goal far. right exactly if that's the goal great job really like the set i think it's performing pretty well i did see i, I was talking to todd he said like online and like some facebook groups some of the other retailers were complaining that the set was their worst set selling set ever and i was like really like not that it's like a numbers game, but 
I thought the set was doing pretty well, all things considered. And at least it's been my anecdotal experience that the players in the store are really excited about the set. I can't, like, anytime somebody's at the register, they're like, ah, another collector pack. Like, you know, whatever. I, I got to get something, you know? Yeah. And, and that doesn't always happen, you know? Um, it's not always that a set is that exciting that you want to just keep cracking packs. Um, yeah. Lost Caverns of Ixalan obviously had that feeling too. So back to back is pretty nice. But I mean, you occasionally have like a March Aftermath or a Midnight Hunt, you know, that's like, oh, um, wow. I did not <laughs> want to rip any more Midnight Hunter Crimson Vow. Or even like New Capenna, for example. I thought New Capenna was awesome, but sales wise, it wasn't exciting for people to open. And now looking back, it's like, are you sure you don't want those Triumphs? <laughs> well, okay. The Triumphs were obviously really great, but I'll, it was like Triumphs, Ledger Shrine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every other card is just horrible. Yeah. I guess uh, I never really feel bad when a good card in the set is always is like a rare land because it's like pretty easy to pull a rare land if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like when you're pulling Modern Horizons two, you're like, oh, I just get a fetch land, and it's like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Man, now that makes me think. I'm like, oh, those triumphs. Isn't it funny maybe, how maybe the triumphs are it. more than the fetch lands? It's wild. <laughs> Well, and I think that standard for the first time in years is driving prices. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, which is cool. Like we said, we wanted standard to make a comeback. It's making a big comeback. If you aren't playing standard, it's fun. It's fun. If you don't enjoy it, it, it's fun. It's fun, and I think one of the things that people have braved for Magic for a time, and Pioneer has given them a taste of that, is a format that's constantly changing. Sure. And because there's a new set reprinted every month, we're like juicing a set yeah. or, or like a format over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean... Well, not just that, but I feel like it's fun to play Fair Magic. Yes. And like Fair yes. Magic without Standard was basically, let's be real, non-existent. And the Pioneer we did have while Standard was dead was not really fair until they got enough bands in. So... Where Pioneer is at now, really cool. We'll get into that more. Where Standard is at, very fun. If you haven't tried it, just give it a try. Play some arena. Go to your local game store. You can build Mono Red or White Toxic. Super cheap, and they're both solid decks. Uh, even just Bant if you want to get some lands. But it's a lot of cheap decks. Standard is really affordable. Like it's there's like um, there's like a misnomer that it's expensive to play Standard. It is expensive if you play like. Black. domain and you need all your triumphs or, or if you need shieldred right i was but like black because shieldred's like if you, you if you buy a shieldred it feels bad until you realize oh she's a modern staple she, she gets played in legacy she gets she's, a pioneer, a, she's a pioneer staple she's yeah. an edh staple yeah. okay oh so my expensive card is expensive because literally everybody wants it okay so it's just a magic card i got so blessed i got them at like, like 40 40 thank like, you i pulled two in pre-release <laughs> like in pre-release for yeah. dmu and was like wow this card's kind of crazy and then immediately got um i i ended up buying one sure and grognards they have like this one time a year thing which is really cool where they do like ten dollar drafts or something. oh nice ten dollar drafts and it's only one round though and it they, sounds like a and, like a bar thing. <laughs> yeah, and they just rip they just rip it back to back. Mm. Like so, you get one round. There's like one prize pack for the winner, 
and you just keep playing. And I pulled like a Phyrexian foil shieldred. Oh wow! I, think I, nice. here. I was like, Ooh. that'd be fun. I'd like to do like a draft like that. And but... that it was that Phyrexian foil shieldred was like a hundred at the time. So I was like, <laughs> I'll take two regulars. <laughs> yeah, thank you, please. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. But um, with that all being said, uh, probably gonna get into some quick housekeeping before getting into the episode. We want to talk about. A little bit of standard. We've been talking about a lot of standard, lot but of we want to get into some modern and pioneer. There's some exciting stuff with Call of Manor. Yeah, and that's really the big thing is to jump in and be like, hey, we're early in the format. There's still a lot that's untested, but there is a lot of fun things that we're seeing off the bat. And we wanted to touch base, keep you in the loop, and because there's fun things to talk about. Very um, so with housekeeping, first, if you would like to support our show and you're enjoying our content, which... This week, actually, I had one of uh, our limited guys who is in my limited chat text me privately to go, hey, I don't always watch your episodes. Like, I don't watch them a ton, but you guys have come such a long way and like your content's really enjoyable. I was like, thank you so much. Uh, We do appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, So shout out to you, Phil. We appreciate that. Um, But if you are liking our show uh like many of you do and you want to support us the best way to do that is through patreon uh where you can go ahead and give back to the show that way helps us keep the lights on uh and we give you some sweet perks back so you can have uh you know sideboard guides from us you can get us to play some of your decks that you want online help us lose those sweet mtgo tickets or you know gems on arena um early access to our episodes and more um and some coaching as well yes duh the top tier is coaching where we will go over the format that you like and give you a coaching session each month thank you kind of a big one being at the <laughs> top tier no worries we're working on revamping them because we want to add some more to the patreon definitely especially for the, those who have been supporting us so far so keep an eye out for that yeah um Next, you can always check us out on Twitter. We'll be posting whatever we can on there, trying to stay involved with the community as much as we can on Twitter. It is kind of where a lot of people stay active on Magic, but so far, we just try to connect with you guys as much as we can. But unless you guys reach out to us, uh, I will try to stay active on Twitter as much as I can. But if you want to reach out to us directly, your best way is to use our free access Discord, which has additional perks for the patrons, but the open access is just for everybody that wants to just join and see most of our normal channels and our general chat, etc. We do have some special channels reserved for those that are patrons, as well as like the hidden uh, voice channels for the coaching sessions and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you can also go on Twitter to find other things that we're posting, like especially for me, now that we're in a new limited set, all of my deck lists, when I trophy, I put them there too. Yeah, true. Um, and then uh, you can always follow us on YouTube. We'd really appreciate it if you guys subscribe. It's free. Helps us a ton in the algorithm. We're trying to grow it. We are finally going to be able to get our commander content out that we've been talking about um our buddy sal from mtg chicago shout outs who let us borrow the camera we're using actually got me this really big crane thing that i can use for recording some commander gameplay and it's actually pretty cool um we already use it to record games in this in the shop for um our weekly events so if you want to get on camera come over to the shop we'll get you on camera bring a cool deck we'll get you on some mtg chicago and for commander uh, keep an eye out if you're a patron or if you're local we're going to start peeping people to come play some kind of commander with frank and i on camera get some youtube videos out yeah and on youtube as well you can go and see in the community channel and a shout out to mt chicago if i have uh matches that aren't you know terrible 
Uh, I will go ahead and post them uh, there to show some of the different deck lists that I'm playing, and you can see actually in paper some of those matches um, with our videos now. And we're going to try and get, uh, you know, as my theater schedule slows down, getting some of the streaming that we've been doing on Twitch up there too. Uh, and help us out with a subscribe if you can via YouTube because we're getting close. Like we're not at the hundred number, but we're you know we're we're almost there. Yeah. We're almost there. We've been climbing. And oh, that, that's well, nice. we did promise a giveaway though, and we will. We are working on it. It's just I want to make sure I have enough Carlo Manor for the uh, customers before I steal the box for ourselves. But uh, we will post about that very soon. Yeah, it'll probably be like after. Uh, I mean, maybe we can do it after MCD. Chicago, MagicCon Chicago. Gosh, <laughs> another one. Oh, uh, but MagicCon Chicago, we can maybe do it then. Yeah, that'll probably be what we'll end up having to do. And then uh, last thing, we finally got our playmats in that we've been talking about. Here's one that Frank has next to us and one on the table that we've been using. Awesome artwork. We're happy with how it turned out. A bunch of people already picked some up in the shop. And uh, I mailed uh, the ones that go to our top tier patrons. I already mailed out. And I believe the rest of them got picked up in person. So, so far we're good. If you want to get one, let us know. We can show you how to order it. You can order it on our Borsat website so that you don't have to worry about sending us money directly or whatever. And if you are a top tier in the patron, you just get one for free. Yeah. So um, that is that. No more housekeeping. Let's get into our episode. Uh, so the first thing is first is we wanted to touch on standard and some of the things that we've seen in uh, MKM. Uh, the first one being is that, like, the big winner, if you had to hear one thing for standard, is Boros Convoke. Wow, shocking. Boros Convoke was a really great deck and is a good deck in Pioneer. And now with Novice Inspector being Thraven Inspector for standard, it just got uh, a lot cleaner, like, for uh, Gleeful Demolition. And on top of it, they got some other like powerful tools like War Leader's Call, which is the anthem and whenever a creature enters the battlefield, you do one to in the opponent's face. Like you gleeful demolition with that. It, it's crazy. Um, and I've even seen some lists playing the case of the Getaway Express, which each of your creatures deals one damage to target creature. And when you've got a novice inspector plus gleeful demolition plus any other, it's practically just like an instant kill. Oh, that's that you, pretty cool. That you can then buff your guys with if you solve the case. So that deck is really good. Our buddies today, uh, Julian and Jeremy, went off to uh, an RCQ. And Julian is like, oh, I faced Boros Convoke uh, two of my first four rounds today. And I'm not sure if uh, Jeremy saw any of it either. So it it's a real deck. It's very uh, consistent now. And... We've actually been talking about for our prepping, like, hey, this is a deck that we think will be a front runner for uh, the 75k for MagicCon that, like, we need to be prepared to face because people off the bat are already seeing, like, it's good, it's consistent. Right. I mean, we've already been talking about how good we like um, Path of Peril and Temporary Lockdown in general with the kind of decks that are in our play style. So, like... If you've already been playing those cards, it's a good time to be playing them. They're good against the bat that's been running around the format already, but they're also very good against this Boros Convoke list that is honestly strong enough to power through them. So don't sleep on this list if you haven't seen it yet. Definitely check it out. 
get some plays in with it just so you can see what it feels like, know what it does against your deck if you've already locked one in. And if you're playing Domain, I'm sorry. Yeah, very, very <laughs> sorry. That's a third that's like the third aggro deck that has been made that yeah. like is good into domain, which is just I think going to be pushing it down further, which But it just feels like domain went from like unstoppable to like man is this a tier two deck now not quite but it's it's getting close there's a lot of tools against it now and to recover i like saw a list today that i was looking at in preparation for the episode that like was running three main board temporary lockdowns i was like that is probably gonna be more common than yeah a hundred percent you need it because not only does it uh hit the boros convoke guys but it takes out the doorkeeper thrall that is kind of a problem for you yeah Doorkeeper Thrall hasn't, like, been showing up in lists as of yet, Mm -hmm. but it is absolutely a problem for you. The only thing that I wonder for the list is one of the engines that really kept Domain going was uh, Beans. Right. Off the Beanstalk, it was a great card in that deck, and it's kind of a nambo. Yeah, definitely. With uh, Temporary Lockdown, so it's like... I'm kind of excited, though, because personally... I don't know. I don't like the beans in the domain. Like, obviously, it's good and probably correct. But every time I play it, I'm like, uh, I can side these, uh, these guys out. I'm not that excited about them. What I have kind of grown on is Invasion of Zendikar. <laughs> I'm like, I don't hate this card as much anymore. I'm like, quick to cut the beans. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which is crazy to me because you dogged that card for so long. Yeah, it's still like my least favorite card in the deck. But if I could play the deck with temporary lockdowns and no beans, like just. Swap four for four, not really think about anything else. Obviously, that's wrong, but like just not think about anybody else. I would just jump into it, you know? Yeah. Uh, obviously, you change other things about the deck now that you have like main board temporary lockdowns, but I don't think I'd miss the card draw that much. Um, and temporary lockdown just seems worth it. Yeah. And you can't really play Path to Pair on that deck, unfortunately. I mean, you could, but you can't. And uh, it's a great card. I guess they could try going back to like Mirix, which they used to do, but that would also be kind of weird. Um, I don't know. Cavern of Souls just seems so much more worth it, especially now that like Blue Eye Control might be back with no more lies. Well, that, and that's what we're going to get into a little bit too. Is that um, no more lies has obviously been a pickup for Pioneer. Like everyone's excited. Like we finally have Mana Leak and Pioneer, great, and in the deck that was already playing Blue White, which again is great. But um. No More Lies has made its way into blue-white control lists. And I felt like, I don't know why, but I've seen less decks with Cavernous Souls than I thought. And so I don't think it's, like, as much of a problem as it was. Like, there was a lot of Cavernous Souls, but the only list that I really see playing, like, a lot of them is Domain. Right. And then on top... and but you're Well, there's not so too many Google. decks that are, like, actually with the, with, the, with the tribal thing, right? It's, like, Domain is, like, an Angel's deck, and sometimes it's a... Dinosaur, dinosaur deck, deck right. so it's like oh this is perfect for us uh everybody else is like maybe one or two just yeah. to like hedge against control but if and control like, makes a comeback i think we might see a lot more yeah and the raptos raptos is being played like they play kevin Souls, right because they've got vampires like they've got like yeah. three or four they've got like or they do or dinosaurs th- too yeah they've got two or three phyrexians and they also have dinosaurs so they, they have a good reason to play cavern of souls and you don't want your geological appraisers, even though they're playing less than they used to. You don't want them getting counted right? right. because that's like one of the big cards to like really drive you yeah. into uh, a winning position. Yeah. Well, what I like about the cavern souls is like 
the decks that kind of trim on it, you don't really play it like you do in modern, where you're like, oh, this this card has a purpose. Like in standard, you're like, oh well, I drew the cavernous souls. What does my hand look like? Well, which spell needs to resolve? All right, cool. That's what I'm gonna name. One, yeah. And you just go. And it just gets you enough force through to not worry about normalize, make disappear, whatever counter magic your opponent might be playing, whether they're playing uh, soldiers, uh, protected negotiators, or make disappears an Esper, or maybe they're playing blue light control now with normalize. You're like, this guy has to get through. After that, we'll figure it out. And if I'm lucky and I can get two guys with this Cavern of Souls, awesome. Yeah. The only thing that I found interesting about normalize coming into the format for blue white is that. I'm still seeing less playing make just <laughs> I thought it would just like remove it entirely, but now yeah. it's like now we have six counter spells or eight yeah. counter spells or however many they're playing. And so I thought that to be interesting. But that kind of makes sense to me actually, because um back when I was playing it a lot a couple months ago, I was like really, really into the control list. We both were for a while. And I was like, cut the counter spells, they're bad, don't play them, just play more removal. And now that you have normalize, part of the reason why I can see them playing six to eight copies is like, well, now you have good counter spells and a lot of them, the redundancies of having multiple counter spells, you're just like, you have to fight through all of them now. And if they don't have the cavern souls or they have the cavern souls on the wrong target, or you don't care about the cavern souls because you're countering their non-creature spells, it really can be backbreaking for them. Or like, I have Sunfall for your guys. Don't try to resolve a spell. Yeah. <laughs> and what is really cool about the list as well is that blue white control is just added as an agency chief as like a one or two of and yes what excites me about that the most which as room agency chief for you viewers that don't know after todd has put it up <laughs> uh is one white white blue blue uh archon detective flying when Ezram agency chief enters the battlefield investigate twice Pay one, sacrifice an artifact. Ezrum gains your choice of Vigilance, Lifelink, or Hexproof until end of turn. Um, this excites me because it is kind of like doing... Uh, <laughs> what's the Sphinx? You mean Dream Trawler? Dream Trawler, yeah. jeez. Well, like, um, going back to, like, old school control, this is, like, between Aetherling, Dream Trawler, Pearl Link Ancient... Whatever you want to call the guy that's like, I'm a big blue threat and I kind of protect myself in standard. Uh, this is like the coolest one to me. Yeah. And that's that's why I love it so much, because it does remind me of old school standard mm. like when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, and I would love to go back to that if it was good. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for this as this a, guy's as cool a, as a new threat um, to play. I love it. I mean, it's a five power flyer, guys. And. It gives itself hex proof. It protects itself so well. It's a five drop. So, like, you're casting this guy, like, on turn six or seven, realistically, soonest. And the fact that you can go, like, turn six, man, I'm I'm in the red. Go. And then your opponent's like, well, now I can't attack, <laughs> you know, unless they have a removal spell. And then even then, they got to get to this five, five. So if your life total is high enough and you can just squeeze through the turn, all of a sudden you're slamming back and gaining five life or setting yourself up in a way that maybe you attack, gain the five life, blow up the board. It's such a big turnaround. Well, and in you know the realm of 2024 magic, what's great is that if you do slam the sun from it because you just need to get a creature out there and they end up removing, it's not like it's completely right. But the investigate tokens can to get back to having open mana again. It is replacing itself. Yeah. So 
that that's a big deal is mm-hmm. like the even if it does get removed you still got like some amount of value like right. the ability to draw two cards later is it sack any artifact or just sack a clue any artifact see that's that that's kind of crazy to me because now your sunfall leaving incubates on the on the table is crazy i could even honestly see the white decks like sideboarding like scrolls hive or whatever and just be like well this is like our backup plan uh, but I can also sack these little mites to my boy. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I always wanted the uh, was it it was it White Sun's Twilight? Oh, White Sun's Twilight. Yeah. Is that the card where you like field nuke plus get a bunch of mites if it's five or more? Yes, yes. I wanted that to be like a win condition for control. Yeah, just yeah. to be like I'm gonna kill you via toxic in two mm-hmm. turns, like. I don't know. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was Scrub's Hive. I could actually see Scrub's Hive is so good, and it's, I'm glad that it's finally getting it's played. A busted card. It's it's crazy. I mean, when it first got spoiled, I was like Bitter Blossom and Standard, like for real, and like, and then it was like nothing, and now it's like, oh wait, this is really really good. It's, mono white toxic, ban toxic. Whenever I see mono white. Whenever I see toxic, yeah, ban toxic, like play that on two. I'm like. <laughs> It's just so funny to me when they're like this, and I'm like, oh, slow hand, huh? And I'm like, yep, Takasia's welcome. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> like, I think I watched somebody in the store play back-to-back Takasia's welcome, and then they had two Skrelv Hives by turn five, and they're just like, it's like they were the blue player. <laughs> Their hand was, like, always full. Can't do anything to them. Just, uh, it's such a cool card. I could definitely see Blue Eye Control being like, yeah, we're going to sideboard a couple of Skrelv Hives, and it's like a mirror breaker. It's also just like a sick win condition, and it just kind of sits there while you're like field nuking or maybe even eating the mites for uh, what's his name? I can't I can't pronounce it. Um, oh, Ezra, Ezra, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know. I think that would be really cool. But either way, I'm pretty high on blue white control. Kind of back on my BS, <laughs> which I is which I'm mad about because I've been a blue white control player for like most of like the when I. I'm playing different decks in Pioneer, and I want to go back home. I go to Blue White Control because yeah. that's what I've like done best with on a consistent basis. I really like playing Control; it's very much my play style. And I was like, man, I don't know. I was just hoping to play some like mid rangey piles for. We're playing Matt. fair standard, and it's so fun to play fair. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> anyways, time to back on yeah, you know, Blue White again. Got to guess. Guess I got to go find some Sunfalls somewhere. I've got like two, I think. Like, most lists are running four. And yeah. I'm like, okay. You know what? I just, uh, I got to find a way to put Living Conundrum in that deck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, like, I wish, I miss 2015, like, World Championship, do nothing, blue eye control. And if I can go back and, like, anytime a blue eye deck is good and standard, I'm like, can we? Can we relive? Can it be? Have can mercy, it be? No win conditions? Have mercy. <laughs> um,. But this one is, it, it's looking good. And by the way, if you're wondering, like these decks that we're talking about, there was a list that came out literally either today or yesterday that had 144 players in it. Like these decks that I'm talking about were 5-2 or better mm. um, that I was seeing these lists in. Um, the top one actually being Bant Control with Beans. Oh, and, like, nice. Playing Whale and Ezreum and... And like Syncope and whatnot. That's yeah, cool. I just didn't like it because... Hey, I, Beans with I, Ezreum, yeah. I just want to play, as we talked about, we think Temporary Lockdown is going to be like a really high play. And right. I don't want to play Beans and Lockdown in the right. same deck. Um, I think for Lockdown, for Sunfall is where I want to be currently. such a bad person. <laughs> I'm like, what? Do you need help? <laughs> um, other than that, we've seen a couple like spicy things come in. 
Um, in a red black list, I saw Stash Skeleton being played as a two of with Illicit Masquerade. I can't tell you how excited I was to see this list. So for those of you that don't know, Stash Skeleton is a two. I think it's a two. I'm not sure. Is it the one that flips or becomes a guy? No, it's the, well, it does become a guy. I'm pulling it up right now. The Stash Skeleton. It is two mana. Case of the Stash Skeleton. When this case enters the battlefield, create a 2-1 black skeleton creature token with suspect, which means it has menace and it can't block. To solve, you control no suspected skeletons. Um, Solved, you may pay one and a black, sacrifice the case, and demonic tutor. Crazy, crazy craziness. Oh, does someone got to turn off the thing? Has that been on the whole time? I don't think it sounded bad. Whatever. Well, it'll, it, it'll get fixed. But yeah, it's demonic tutors. And so I was like, that's kind of crazy. Like, on turn two, make a 2-1 with Menace. And then once they kill it, you have a tutor. Right. For whatever <laughs> you want. Sounds great. Um, And then... Beyond that, Illicit Masquerade. I think that this card should be a commander card, and I see people in wrath not pick this card highly. What's like, the card? Because I'm not actually sure what it is. Okay, Illicit Masquerade. Uh, I played against it once and was like, this card's cracked. Um, Illicit Masquerade. Three and a black enchantment with flash. When Illicit Masquerade enters the battlefield, put an imposter counter on each creature you control. When a creature you control with an imposter counter on it dies, exile it, return one other target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, that's pretty cool. So basically, if you have a board of three creatures, and you have four creatures in the bin, if they spot removal, kill, you flash this in, when those creatures die, all of them, so you keep the imposter counter on them, on the ones that aren't killed you exile that creature bring one from your graveyard back to the battlefield mm. and this is a four man reanimate yeah and so it's like if you ended up binning whatever something way better than the creature that they're killing well that also seems really gross with bat oh my gosh yes it does well not only does it seem gross with bat i love it with the skeleton because yeah. eventually they have to kill it it's a two right. one with menace on turn two and so when they do kill it, you then, like, the token was going to go away anyway. Right. So just you exile the token and bring something from your graveyard back to the battlefield. That's really cool. What the? It kind of makes me like going back to, like, that mono black list we had brewed, the mid-range mono black that was just, like, all the best black spells, all the best removal spells, grind you out mid-range. Well, it was really it, fun. And it makes Liliana better. Yeah. You can discard those cards. You can discard something crazy and then be like, oh, I'm... I'm going to elicit masquerade my do nothing to mana right. stuff that I had out earlier. And now I'm going to bring back whatever that new guy is that has like six mana ward sacrifice a creature whenever a creature dies into brain to. Oh, yeah. That card is um, the the blood artist's very large stepson or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Vane Ripper. Uh, that card is so good. I've been wanting to try that with Kaya and like turn my creatures into that guy and then like field nuke or something. But, um, the that mercy, just seems <laughs> that does really seem honestly good. And Liliana, speaking of which, is if there's a reason why I don't play blue white control at Magic Con, it's gonna be Liliana. I that's also partially why I can definitely understand them playing like four normalize, two to three make disappears. It's like she cannot resolve. I don't want to let her happen. 
That's like the card that will end the control deck for sure. At least in this format. Uh, yeah. They're scared of that. And, for and then whatever she comes along with. Yeah, so we she may go up in value if blue-white control becomes a real deck. Because right now, I'm seeing lists in Golgari and Rakdos at most play two. Mm-hmm. When we were on a list of three. She always felt like good. Like yeah. it needed to be answered immediately. I'm just kind of wishing there was like an Esper control list. I know. I know. I even said it in the Discord. I was like, what if julian we you know because julian and i have been like cooking yeah. these lists for orzhoff i was like what if we just played Esper? yeah and he's like it's not especially because like the best land to me if you're gonna play a man land is the blue black one that mill is disgusting oh sure you're like mill you the grind is over it doesn't matter how much damage i've done like you lost these decks just go through cards so fast and like between Breach the Multiverse, Domain drawing infinity cards with Atrexa, um, the control mirror matchups, feels like the first person to start milling their opponent. Like if you're playing up to bean stocks, like I'm milling you, man. Like yeah. and and yeah. that's part of why I liked cutting the beans in domain. I'm like, dude, the first person to play beans in the mirror match loses. So maybe that is gonna be our testing fun. You mm-hmm. play blue white, and I'll play blue black, and yeah. I'll play Jace Lily mm-hmm. with Breach the Multiverse. And you can play blue white, and we'll yeah. see. Like it will test against everyone, and be like, right, what deck more often than yeah. not runs it out, right? Because that if you play Jace, Liliana, and breach the multiverse, really feels like, and you're playing the restless reef. That yeah. feels like an actual mill plan, right? In standard, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, and like actually feels good you know what i mean like it doesn't feel like what control was two months ago just dog unplayable kind of a meme yeah just waste your time the only way it would get run over is if you're not playing nukes which i is like yeah. another reason why it's like oh you have to play path peril which yeah. to me is a worse version of temporary, temporary lockdown sure well i do like path peril more in some ways only because of like the you're they're gone and you can't get them back. But for sure, Lockdown just, like, always feels better. Uh, Path of Peril just doesn't, like, not excite me. So, like, if you had to play Blue-Black Control for some reason, at least you have Path of Peril. The card feels great. It gets the job done. And when they when it kills the guys, you, you at least have the value of, like, they're gone. You don't have to worry about them. They're not going to blow up the enchantment somehow. And then get, like, two bats back or something. And now you're, now you're dead. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's kind of, like, where Sanders has been at. It's been really fun. Um, I think the only other really notable stuff is like Assassin's Trophy has been getting played in green black, like we talked about, but not to the degree that we were hoping for. Yeah, it's still just that, a good spell. I was hoping that, yeah, not to the degree we've been hoping for. We're seeing it be played. It's good. I was also hoping that green black would get sharp eyed rookie, and we are seeing some lists like yeah. sharp eyed rookie in green black, but that's like the one sleeper card that I'm like, I think this card will be great. Shark Rider Arcade for sure is a sleeper card. If you can get them cheap, just get them. I mean, look at what happens to the Leyline of the Guild Pack, which we'll get into later. Like, if this card ever gets figured out, it's going to get expensive. And it's just such a good card. Like, it has to be playable in Pioneer. It's already good in uh, Standard. And I think it's, like, definitely, like, a long-term spec that this card is just going to become, like, a green Pioneer staple. St- staple, like what Tarmogoyf was for Modern for a long time. Yeah, uh, the only other thing we did have for standard, because I do want to talk about it, is Cryptic Coat. 
Cryptic Code is a. You know what this card is? Holy moly. Actually, I do, but I forgot the exact wording. Yeah, so Cryptic Code is nuts. It is being played currently in Pioneer, and it's up to $7 now. Holy moly. So, three mana, two and a blue artifact equipment. When Cryptic Code enters the battlefield, cloak the top card of your library. Um, cryptic, attach Cryptic Code to it. Two cloak a card, put it onto the battlefield. Face down as a 2-2 with Ward 2. Then turn it face up for any time if it's mana cost, if it's a creature card. Equip creature gets plus one zero, cannot be blocked. And then it you can pay one in a blue and return it to your hand. Oh. So you basically make an unblockable creature out of anything in your deck. Mm -hmm. And, oh, they want to, like, hit the creature. Cool. Bounce back to your hand. Do it again. Yeah. And control lists, artifact lists are just, like, eating this card up, playing it a ton. It's sure. good. It's just like... I mean, the it, card does seem very good. Well, even if it's if you end up do it, attaching it to a creature and you then flip that creature up, that creature is still unblockable. It's just bigger. Than <laughs> now it. I remember. I, it wasn't you that had said something. It was Tommy. I was talking to Tommy. He's like, did you see the people playing this card? It's the new Troom Name Nemesis. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I, I think that this card's crazy and people are just starting to play with it. Yeah, I think and it's going to be exactly that. It's unless you have artifact removal specifically within like pioneer or standard, you will never run out of a body ever. And it's an unblockable body mm -hmm. with ward. Yeah. Oh. It's just going to keep grinding and God forbid you get it on a good guy that can flip for cheap. Yeah. Then you flip <laughs> that creature over and then that's unblockable too. Right. Well, like, if it has like more power then it's even worse, you know, like imagine you, um, Let's say you get it on like a sleep cursed fairy. Flip it for one. Unblockable four power. Sure. <laughs> or is Wait, it plus two or plus one? No, plus, plus one. So yeah, unblockable four power effectively. Well, if you flip it, then yeah. it's just a two one. No, uh, sleep cursed fairy. Yeah, sleep Sorry. Fairy. I was thinking of the fairy dream thief. Oh, gotcha. The one who would surveil. Mm -hmm. I was like, sleep cursed fairy. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah. Or like, um, the six six dinosaur for three. You're like I flip this guy seven and unblockable. <laughs> unblockable. <laughs> um, Good luck. Right. Um. Yeah. That's all for standard. It's again. Remember that this is very untested waters. It's just like what we're seeing off the bat. Um. But it's making me excited. There's going to be definitely a lot, a lot of very hyped. Play standard. Try it out. Yeah. It's not a bad format. You're not cool if you hate standard. Yeah. You're not cool if you hate standard. Like. That meme is said like this. Twenty twenty was four years ago now. Like, yeah, right. Uh, right. Standard. What I actually yeah. like, uh, Dan. Dan. I'm like, all right, buddy. <laughs> Let's get you back to the nursing home. <laughs> yeah, and like, there's no avoiding it anymore. If you like playing RCQs, sorry. Also, sword championships out. are all going to be and standard sword championships too. Like, you don't want those sweet cards mm -hmm. just like to play a format that's actually really fun. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like a weak take. And you could just be the guy that only plays the $20 deck. Just be the guy playing Mono White Toxic. And then whatever the equivalent is, every rotation. Yeah, just be that guy. <laughs> and, the, and, they're, and they're good. They're not bad right now. They're great decks. They're strong decks. Um, next, we've got Pioneer. There's not a lot of shakeups here. It's very similar. Cryptic Code is making its way into new Insole lists, which that is the one deck I want to talk about, is Insole, is it Artifacts? Yeah. This deck is... It looks awesome, and I think part of it is we are now starting to see like the fruit 
of um, the Karn ban. The Karn ban, absolutely. Right. Is that this deck didn't see it a week ago, is now at 3% of the meta. Right. And it's a Gigantalist, which, right, already. Right. Uh, Combat Courier, Spyglass Siren, Epicure, Inti. Spyglass Siren is just so good. It's such a... Every time they put it in a deck, I'm like, yeah, oh, actually, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Do it twice. <laughs> right. Um, then Gleeful Demolition, Torch the Tower, Shrapnel Blast, Smuggler's Copter, and Soul Artifact, Fable the Murderbreaker. These kind of decks are always so fun. And if you're an artifact fiend like our buddy Sal, like, this is where you want to be. Like, this is the kind of artifact deck that will be good. Like, we talk about Red Black a lot. And unfortunately, this, like, never kind of pays off in Pioneer anymore. But, like, this this could actually be, like, a deck that just crushes people. Especially if they don't have, like, Cyborg for it. If they're not ready for the deck. You just like, steamroll them. Uh, they don't have Zoetic Cliff, right? It's just, it's just Scissors. Yeah, it's just Scissors. Scissors, though, is still a 5-5, five five, which is nasty. Yeah. Ginger Brood is a hell of a card. Well, and this this specifically like isn't showing up in this list, but a lot of lists I'm seeing outside of this one are playing the new Gleaming Gear Drake. Oh yeah, which is Love crazy that card. for this deck. It's a it's an artifact Drake flyer for two. When you sacrifice an artifact, which you're already doing with Torch the Tower, and you're doing with Trapdome Blast. Well, he also comes in with his own uh, clue. Yeah, plus he makes a clue, so he can already buff so himself nasty. that way, too. So it, and it's a flyer, so if you want to insult artifact it, it's like, not only is it insult artifact, but now you need flying, too, or reach? Yeah. Really, really cool. Um, excited to see where this goes. I actually might even, like, try playing this, because it looks like it's a blast. Yeah, it's like a good thing. This is the kind of list that you come into the shop with on Pioneer Night, and I'm like, you're on camera. Table 21. Go, go. Right hope now. You, hope you practiced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, next, within Pioneer, no more lies. Really great in blue eye control. Blue eye control is already good. And this is another, like, here you go. right in. Yeah. We called it. You called it. Everybody called it. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beyond that, uh... Laid on the guild pack, which we'll get more into in modern, has been hitting the modern green list, like we talked about. Everybody talked about it. What? I get four devotion on turn zero? Maybe eight? Maybe 16? If I have a really bad hand? <laughs> Anyways, it's still cool, though. It, honestly, yeah. especially if you've seen, like, um, nobody's 5-0'd with it or done anything good with it, but Doomwake had a really cool list where he, like, sideboarded a bunch of different color cards because oh, he had Vivian. Sideboarding, like, Tashana Sidebinders and Atrexa, Atrexa whatever. And, uh, yeah, look it's, it, now Mono Green is five colors. Yeah, five color Mono Green. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I, especially, I like... Uh, the cards that matter, like Tashana Sidebinder and Atrexa, all the other ones were memes, but those two, actually helpful. Um, but yeah, so like, that's pretty much all we have for Pioneer. Uh, but we talked about Pioneer, not gonna shake up a ton until quarter two. Uh, I think next... For, that's Pine, that's the RCQ season. It's, yeah. It's quarter two is RCQ season. It's then you're gonna April. see Pioneer just like, explode, because it's it's kind of un, un, unlike... Untested uh, Well, like, not... It's like the uh, it's unharnessed energy right now. Like nobody's using their focus on Pioneer besides for like really quick, really fun, really obvious stuff. And once the RCQ season starts, you're just gonna see the the chefs, the Asmos, they're gonna be out well, in full force. Yeah, and with that in mind too, that's actually why I wanted to preface with like, hey, standard is also untested, because specifically this weekend, because uh, it is a Saturday for us, uh the Denver 
RC, yes, Denver's which RC. was modern, modern, right, is happening right now. The next big event is Magic Con Chicago, right? So, which is the standard seventy-five case. So, after this weekend, everyone on Twitter is currently talking about modern. It'll be standard next week. Yep. And so that's when people will really start cooking, really start testing, really start grinding. And after MagicCon, honestly, you're gonna see a pretty solid lock on the format for standard. And I would be surprised if you saw little deviation in the metagame after that as people start to adjust their minds to Pioneer. Because right. a lot of people that are qualifying for the RCQs or the RC are there are it's two months in at this point. You've already got your spot. Uh the it's gonna be less and less people that are, let's face it, good focusing on the format as they are out of the RCQ season. I haven't been able to play yet. So <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly haven't been able to play. That any. means it's going to be easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it is uh, it's it's pretty cool. We'll see what look Pioneer looks like in like a month. Which also like Thunder Junction's going to come out uh a month into the Pioneer season, or not even like right into the April is Thunder Junction, I believe. So like Pioneer season is just going to be like you know go yeah, <laughs> all new, tools everything all tools everything and new toys yeah, etc i don't know if i said it but cryptic code is being played everywhere i did say for the insole list but i forgot to say like control lists are even picking yeah. up some cryptic codes and i saw a list of spirits that was yeah. playing and spirits probably is picking up no more lies as well if they haven't well mono blue sorry mono blue spirits is playing mm, gotcha not, not not blue white spirits but yes they're probably doing that that makes sense actually mono blue spirits could use a card like this yeah, so it uh, Crypto Code is just being played everywhere. It's cool. That's very awesome. Um, the next format, we're going to get some modern. Um, I think this is going to be the last thing we talk about. So we're just going to do some quick modern wrap-up. Modern is spicy. We've seen a lot of stuff just today alone at the RC, like we talked about. Uh, one thing specific, uh, shout-outs again to Tommy. He was sending me a bunch of tweets all day about what's going on. LSV and his squad all decided to play four color rhinos. And I think as of like round six or something, they that deck had like a 60 plus percent win rate. And the rest of the field was like normal win rates, except for like Merfolk, which was like there was like 11 Merfolk players apparently, I think. And it was like 28%. Yeah, like 28% win rate. It was, <laughs> we were like Merfolk players. So sorry. Uh, sushi. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, no, that rhinos list, they're playing Layla the Guild Pact. It's lean, it's like four fortune negations, four subtleties. Which, if you know me, you know, I love the 4x, 4x, uh, force of wills in modern. Like, if your deck can play that and support it, you're cooking. Then it's like four ley lines, uh, four Lauren revealed, and then it's like rhinos, and then your list. And it just, it just sign a Draco, giving the rhinos the buffs. No uh, flex slots, just go. Um, Leyline being free. And then also, like, it's hard to Blood Moon you. Like, if you can keep a basic land in play, Blood Moon won't take you off a domain ever. It's nasty. Also, Leyline Binding is oh just... Leyline Binding is just such a nasty that card. <laughs> like, that sounds crazy. Yeah, deck is nutty. I mean, we've already been seeing people play Domain Zoo as it, as it is without the Rhino. So, like, now the question is, like, are you going to be playing Domain? Are you going to be playing... Regular rhinos are going to be playing rhinos zoo. Are you going to be playing scam zoo? Like where it falls is like 
we're going to be seeing a lot of different things, but... What if they ban that out of modern just so they're like, you can't play five color anymore? Yeah, Everyone like... can't be five color. Yeah, no, you stop. Stop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so far the front runner is this four color rhinos list, but um, we'll see. I mean, like, there's a lot of ways it can go, and uh, it's also kind of making the amulet kind of get pushed up a lot, too, so... People are trying to play more Blood Moon effects, but Blood Moon necessarily isn't that good against Leyland of the Guild Pact. And for those who don't know, Leyland of the Guild Pact is one of the new Karloff Manor cards. It's green, black, green, red, green, white, green, blue, four mana Leyland, as they all are. Your creatures are every color. Your lands are every basic land type. And it makes Sign of Draco especially broken when it gives all your guys five keywords and six if it's a Rhino because they get double trampled. <laughs> um, but... It's been really cool. It's been awesome to actually see how fun Leyline has been. Sorry, Frank. This is hurting me. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not playing modern now. <laughs> Honestly, um, it is hard to to play modern right now if you're playing like a deck that isn't like in the top tier. Um, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but Andrea Manguchi had this really, really just based, amazing take. Oh, I, I, just, I, I actually saw it before you were talking about yeah. it and t- retweeting it. Yeah. It Actually, was, maybe that's how I found it, was I saw, like, I went onto our Twitter. Yeah, like, who's retweeting and, this? <laughs> and saw, like, you being like, Gucci. thank you. <laughs> uh, and, like, it's like, I don't know about wrestling, but, like, whenever Roman Reigns comes out, everybody's like this. That's me when Andrea Mangucci tweets anything. I'm like... <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, um... I'm so excited for WrestleMania. Anyways, uh, Andre Gucci, he um, tweeted out like, Modern was fine. The bands didn't make sense. Modern is in a really bad spot right now. Stop listening to Twitter. Stop listening to Reddit. Stop listening to the people that are being crybabies online. Brackets. He was a lot more polite than I am. They don't know what they're talking about. Actually look at like win rates. And then people are like, what? Only win rates? That's a really dumb. It's like, that's not what he said. Like, like real. Like, look at objectively what he's saying is let's let's be real a lot of times the magic community kind of just like freaks out and they can be wrong and then magic's like or wizards is like okay got it we're gonna just ban some cards whatever you guys want you guys pick them out throw the dart and it's like i think andrea had a pretty good point it's like scam didn't lose any percentage without fury it was like nothing changed now we just don't have fury borderline for no reason and the format is like unless you're playing rhinos or amulet or yagmoth you you're in a terrible spot like let's be real like those decks are so far ahead of the other decks like even yagmoth which is like i would consider like a decent matchup for tron it's still losable but then you go against like amulet never gonna win and then now these rhinos players have like actual aggro against you with like ragavans that have lifelink and uh trample (laughs) um i don't know i just it feels like modern is in an okay spot i still think the format is okay but i liked a lot of what andrea was saying and i hope that going forward they do take what he said like you know, as some good advice, good good feedback, because there's nothing wrong with going online and be like, well, what are people thinking? What's the consensus? But let's consensus does not equal science. Uh, still do some research. They won't give us all their data. So, like, use your data. Look at the win rates. Actually think about it. Hire some pros. Lock them in a room. Whatever you got to do. 
but get like a real answer and don't just be like, oh, people don't like Fury because they like humans. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's just like dumb. <laughs> I want to play humans, though. <laughs> it's still not playable. <laughs> like, they didn't help us. <laughs> My people. Orcish Bowmasters is still a card. Um, but yeah, like, I was really happy with what he said. I thought it was really based. And I mean, personally, I like less bands than more bands. I wasn't unhappy with the Beans Fury band, but at the same time, it's like looking back on it, it's like, ah, man, like he had a lot of strong points. And then people were just giving him so much, so much crap for being right. It's like the, why are you all booing me? <laughs> why are you guys booing me? I'm right. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Andrea, if you're listening, I. I love you. <laughs> um, some other spice. I didn't get to see the list, unfortunately, because I don't think he posted it. But Collins Mullen, the man, the myth, the inventor of humans. Speaking of uh, the OG humans player, I don't know if you know that story, but Collins Mullen, like literally, uh, I think Ixlan came out. He was the only player playing humans. Shows up to SCG, doesn't drop a game, a game, wins the whole tournament, and then everybody's like. Oh, that's a deck. <laughs> and then, like, instantly, like, top of goldfish. Um, but uh, he was playing at the RC, and they tuned with a Lutri pile. So I really want to find this deck list. I couldn't get it, unfortunately, but maybe if I'm lucky, I can splice it into the... I can have Todd put it in as an image, but uh, I will post it on Discord as soon as I find it. Shout out to Tommy if you can get it before me. It sounds spicy if you played Lutri in a modern deck. I don't. I want to know what that is. But um, Rhino seems like the forerunner, forerunner. So, like, if you hear tomorrow that, I guess you're gonna hear this in the in the future. So, looking back, if Rhino's already won, then uh, we called it, I guess. But uh, wow, <laughs> wow, yeah, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Leland the Guild Pact. We uh, everybody, you called it, we called it, they called it. The card is good, and we were excited, and and uh, for a good reason. Like, I think it's just a, it's a, it's a card that when it got spoiled, everybody across the board, even the casuals, were like, "That's cool." And now it's twenty bucks. So if it's still twenty bucks when this episode comes out, consider yourself lucky. I'm so. I'm gonna go rip some packs of Karloff Manor. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> depressed that I did not get. Or I didn't get a single guild pack mm. in my box. That you I want to help me rip some? release kids <laughs> anyways just for you um <laughs> so yeah modern is honestly it's in a pretty cool spot i'm not all doom and gloom magic enjoyer enjoyers plural um game is sweet call of manor did a lot of cool stuff i like when like this many cards get just played right away i mean it's not all like good not all good it, it doesn't all necessarily have to be like oh three or four modern staples you know it's like Oh, one of these cards was cool and modern, and the rest are like instant impact and standard. Pioneer got some cool toys, and then even like if like the legacy players got to actually play with something, you know, like I love yeah. that. Legacy's in a really fun spot right now. We've been doing once a month legacy with some playtest cards allowed, like whatever. You don't need to have your own dual lands. Let's just play, and even that format looks really, really good. Mm. A good time to be playing Magic right now, honestly, because good time. It's, it's like. Even if you don't like standard or if you don't like commander, like there is a format for you. Like you can play something and it's fun. And uh, I don't hate arena anymore because I actually really like limited. Get limited for me or Stan? Frank converted me. I used to hate it. I, I used, love it. I hated limited for like I, the longest time. Been... Keep in mind though, I was playing when like Kanzatarkir was a paper format. Oh, and like if you played that on arena, 
you know. I liked it. I liked it back then, but I liked it back then for different reasons. Like mm. back then, I was poor, and so it was like, <laughs> oh, I could feel competitive with whoever I was playing yeah, with yeah. because I was. We were all opening the same cards, mm-hmm. so it's like. Well, also, like standard was different back then. Like you, you didn't have Gideon allies in a car. Sorry, just can't play with us. Yeah, well, and <laughs> it's I like, well, this is also going to be a dollar after rotation. Well, and I remember <laughs> my Theros, my Theros, uh, bot ceases were forty dollars a piece. For like my budget deck that I was, yeah, my budget soul tie deck that I had for standard. So, in high school, so yeah, was, at least with Dossies, it's like, oh, well, this is a real card. It felt so bad back in the day when, like, <laughs> in the same standard, I'm playing Mardu. I have four Blood Baron of Isagopas and four Boros Reckoners, and each copy, each singular card was twenty dollars. And I'm like, yeah, $160 for eight cards that are going to be $1 after rotation at most. Yes. Yeah. It only felt good if you're like, you're supporting your local game store. Like at the time it was my buddy Joe's shop. I'm like, you know what, man? It's your shop, bro. Whatever. But oh my God. Like, or like Checklands when they were like $10, $15 in standard. (laughs) Yeah. It was rough. And and shocks were way more expensive because they hadn't been reprinted. I mean, shocks actually in standard were were pretty reasonably priced back then. I think like fifteen twenty bucks, and now they're like still fifteen twenty bucks. So yeah, yeah, they're like, like okay, cool, we won. Than that, but they're, but I remember getting some shock lines for like ten dollars back in the day when RTR came out. But that was like a long story of like how much magic cards they print, etc. We don't have to get into it today. <laughs> yeah, no, not today. But that's why I like limited then, and now limited actually feels like real deck building mm-hmm. like on the spot like how good are you at de- yes deck the formats building? are so good how good are you at evaluating cards like plus there's just fun stuff yeah like, and, and the games are fun and interactive you like, know what's the worst about old limited oh dude uh, three mana three two uh reach like that guy's not bad guy's crazy oh three mana two two flyer with uh maybe maybe an upside you gotta draft that <laughs> oh man i remember i remember again i'll go back to this set every time Dominary Remastered. Oh, yeah. That I like a card that I actually played in my deck was a four mana two two double strike. Dude, that was like a that's a good bot. That's a good card in this set. Last night, we just stayed up till like four in the morning playing a festival in the box that uh, one of the guys b- brought from his arena wins. Oh, yeah. And we we're like, awesome. and they were like, Austin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of Phil, shout outs. Yeah, I was like, um, one, three. One, yeah, he had three a bunch. Of, he brought them all. He's like, we, he's like, we should do one. And then they're like, we need a six player. Stan, will you play? I'm like, I got a lot of work to do, but I will play with you guys because you guys are the boys. So I joined them for the draft and I'm like, pick eight. And by then, like all the Modern Horizons packs are gone. All these other packs are gone. I'm the double pick. And I'm like, I remember I said, oh, nobody picked that. And I was like, wait, this has sucks. And then I put it down and I'm like, double wilds, please. And I ended up with triple wilds of Eltrain. So I was super happy because uh, that's its gas. But also nobody just, I think Downer Remastered was like the third last pick. It's such a bad set that like, oh yeah, $10 pack. I'll pass. Let me get March of the Machine. <laughs> Seriously, it's it. I was talking about how Ravnica Remastered is better, but like still a remastered set. So yeah. I don't love it. Well, Ravnica Remastered was phenomenal. They did a great job. You don't like it? Oh, I thought they did such a well, because if you compare it to Dominary Remastered, it's like, wow, this is polished diamonds. But if you compare it to Time Shower Remastered, I think it still holds up. Got it. Yeah. For me, it's like the lands are cool. Mm-hmm. There's a couple cards with like some sweet art treatments that are like actually worth something. And then like dog. 
And I don't love that. I guess that's fair. And it's 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 more of like if they weren't so expensive, mm. I'd be like, oh man, this is awesome. Yeah. But because it's like, you know, I guess we, I'm looking at for the... like thirty five dollars or something, yeah. and I even with winning, even I looked at I, it more I, like I, through I the. I, I did really well on both drafts that I did of that, and like, my packs were dog. Mm. I was like, no shocks, just these, the, whatever the big Cyclops guy for six or whatever. Oh, sure. I was like, oh, like, Ooh. you mean for your pools? That's yeah. interesting, because, no, no, like, like uh, my, my, like, prize packs. Yeah, I yeah. I was like... I guess if they were play boosters, they would have been way better, honestly, but I find that the commander players really like the set, and that usually means there's like value in it. So maybe it was just like unlucky packs or whatever. But I think the draft format itself is going to have some duds because it's going to have like cards from like Dissension or whatever. But um, I didn't remember seeing too many vanilla creatures. Yeah, no, no, the creatures weren't vanilla at all. It was just like I, when I play, if I'm going to pay for an expensive set, yeah, I feel like I'm going to get some return. Well, it feels like. Well. And I never. They haven't like nailed it with any of them. Then, if that's the case, because like, oh yeah, no. If you look at the last year, it's like Ravnica remastered, Dominion remastered, Commander Masters, and what else? Lord of the Rings. I guess Lord of the Rings was good. Okay, yeah. so just Lord of the Rings was good, <laughs> and then like all the other expensive sets had pretty bad limited. Well, oh, I thought the limited was fine in Ravnica personally. Specific, yeah, the limited was fine. It, it's more of like. If the Shockland, which is like the second, like the cards you're hoping get set, are cheaper than the packs themselves, mm-hmm. I'm like, what are, are they? they? I don't know where you're getting your packs from, bro, but the Shocklands are, are nice. Are the packs like 15 No, they're $8. Remitory Master? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the Shocklands are like 20 bucks if you get a retro. They're nice. Well, yeah, if you get the retro. If you get a regular, it's still like... like it's still like a ten dollar bill at worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely like, like up I definitely get where you're coming from because I agree that they have been pushing prices a little crazy. Let's hope that this play booster price increase is like the last time they're gonna do something like that for a while. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, that's real. <laughs> Wizards Wait, is ha- like, Hasbro Wizard, yeah. owns Wizards of the Coast. Uh, <laughs> Wizards, uh, Wizards is like Please. So playing so magic, yeah, they literally they, they got the crutch and everything. They're like, and then the, the magic players are like a humbug. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're like a billion dollars. You know what? We're gonna get it. I think we, you should we, leave if we, we keep doing this. Yeah, we need to uh, get a raise prices. Yeah, Ray like boosters. So sorry. And then and then Hasbro breaks in the room and they're like, "Crap, dang it! We gotta destroy the skeletons." <laughs> anyways guys that's all we had to talk about i think this is a pretty fast episode at least i hope it is i don't know if we went longer than we expected it to but um next episode we will definitely have a lot to talk about especially with hopefully our lockdown lists like oh yeah the next episode is after the magic con right it'll be like that monday yeah so you're gonna find out if we uh did it or not we'll see yeah <laughs> well and hopefully to like the tick the if you didn't know uh the whatchamacallits the badges are sold out oh i except know for kids badges and i i called it i called it in november i was like people are coming from around the world yeah. literally around the world to be at this it's not like oh just you know america it's like no europeans are flying in like yeah. the mango squad yeah. like but it's also chicago like this is the first big Chicago event 
in a lot like i want to say 14 years yeah so it it'll be wild it's going to be great magic and i'm hoping that even if we scrub out day one day two it's like okay roll them up side events here we go and we've got some sweet prizes to come and tell you about. if i scrub out i'm scalping my tickets <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> you want my badge four hundred dollars you're locked out pay for my standard tournament <laughs> Yeah, please don't uh, don't audit us. We're I'm not trying to get in trouble for this. <laughs> Ticketmaster, right. please. Yeah. No. <laughs> Anyways, guys, yeah. thanks for watching. As always, um, shout outs to Sal, MTG Chicago, cameras hooking it up, Chicago. I know Frank is triggered. Oh, yeah. I don't care because he says Magicon Chicago. Um, thumbnails. Thumb- he does the thumbnails. He's that guy. Nancy steroids, the music, intro and outro, and when Frank is streaming, not when I'm streaming, because that's K-pop. <laughs> or nothing, apparently. <laughs> um, anyways, also, uh, shout-outs to the patrons, as always. You guys support us, and we really appreciate you. If you want to get a playmat, hit us up. We really appreciate that as well. And to our viewers that just hang out and watch with us, really appreciate you guys. I know that not everybody can support, financially speaking, none none of my business how much you make but if you can support us we really do appreciate it if you're just here to watch and you subscribe on youtube for free that already helps us a ton and really your, really appreciate it and tell your friends tell your friends like spread, you like spread stuff, the love spread the love get us a few more subscribers we'd really love that <laughs> also shout out to Warsack gaming for allowing us to have the podcast in the store for supporting our uh play mats as well for uh todd slash jamie for putting up all of our fun cards puts in a lot of work yeah a lot of work putting into editing and it's really appreciated yeah really appreciated and uh yeah everybody that comes to the shop really appreciate you guys as well if you need anything shipped if you're not local and you want to support the store we can always ship stuff to you wherever you are at feel free to email us if you're looking for something specific we can try to get it for you and uh anybody else we leave out that's it otherwise that's it that's our show thanks for coming thanks for watching have a good one we're gonna do our best at magic We'll do it. Bye.